So it's a great competition. And there's a bunch of fans over there. It's always live stream. Um, the training is crazy. It's really good. You you practice in a dome. Uh, you got a whole bunch of crazy drills that they make you do. And it's actually pretty cool. Like You can actually take that in and then go practice it on your own outside when you leave Japan Winter League, you know? Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. I've been given a bad break, but I've got an awful lot to live for. Hey guys, it's David Burns, the founder of BaseballJobsOverseas.com, and this is our podcast that helps to inform you about the many playing and coaching opportunities around the world. It's good to be on here, finally. So you just flew into Japan last week, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just got here recently. Well, not last week. It's been like two weeks now. Two weeks? But you've already played some games already and everything? So you're getting all settled in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had, when I first got here, the next day we had practice. That was crazy for me because, you know, the jet lag was crazy, too. Yeah. And and they have pretty pretty intense practices, too, from what we've heard. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. It was crazy. <laughs> we had a, bu- a bunch of running, a bunch of core exercises, all that. And I was training about, like, three, four hours. Yeah, it was crazy. So I definitely right. hopped straight to the shower, straight on the bed, knocked <laughs> out right out. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I, I'm definitely looking forward to hearing about uh, your season so far in Japan, first impressions and everything like that. But uh, I want to get some background for our listeners before we hop into that. Um, so you're originally from uh, Curacao, yeah? Yes, um, sir. Yep. And then you played uh, college ball in the US. Is that right? Western Oklahoma State, Clarendon College and Warner University? That's correct. I went to high school as well. I went to high school at uh, First Baptist Academy in Naples and then see Chris Country Day School in, in Naples as well. Okay. Now, and how did you get over to the States to play baseball, like college ball and high school ball? Hey, it was like, um, well, I, like the possibility in the in Curacao is, is, is different because it's like the DR. So basically, yeah, yeah. every kid's dream is like to sign, right? So yeah. over Aside when you're 16, um, so the the I I talk I talk to my parents a lot. You know we have a good a good communication. My family and I told them, yo, listen, I I really want to go get my education right in the states, mm-hmm. and then pursue like pursue a MLB contract after that. You know yeah. when I go to college and all that. So that's why I took that route. I went to high school. I got my I graduated high school. And then I went to Western Oklahoma State College where Andrewton Simmons from Curacao, mm-hmm. uh, he went. Um, it was a great a great season for me. And then uh, I ended up going to Clarendon after. And then from there, I went to Warner University. And yeah, it was all a good, a good experience. My, my personal view was like, I just want to get my education. And then if I get signed, I get signed. If not, then, you know, I got my education. That's impressive. So that was- as a young, like, what were you, 15, 16, just think, you know, coming up with this yourself, like, I want to go get my education and see if baseball takes me somewhere. And then I got my education. So, so yeah. like, obviously your parents have influenced you in some way to think this way or raised you in a way to, to, you know, be a man at such a young age to make such big decisions and, and then, um, and then go do it, which is impressive. 
Yeah, yeah. The, in my family, in my household, like my my dad, my, my dad has a brother. So my dad was a pitcher. His brother was a catcher. And then way before that, my my great uncles, my my great grandfather, they all play baseball. So I was like motivated enough to be like, okay, I'm gonna keep it going, you know. So I had to play ball too. That's and awesome. you know, and thanks to God, glory to God, it got it got me this far still, and then more to come to as well. Yeah, very nice. So, where did your where did your family play? Did they play in the U.S.? Did they play in Curacao or the Netherlands or Venezuela? Because yeah. you're right next to Venezuela down there in Curacao. Yeah, yeah. Most of them they all played in Netherlands. Netherlands was the yeah. the big thing back back then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously the states too. But like, when once you make it to the Netherlands, you're good too. So yeah, yeah. Nice. They most of them went to Netherlands. They worked and they went back to Curacao. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, as, so, as a native of Curacao, then you basically you don't need any special visa or anything. You you can just go live in in the Netherlands, and you don't count as an import, and that's the beauty of it. For those that are listening to the podcast that don't know about that, it's yeah, a, although yeah. now although nice now I hear Curacao wants to get get its own national team, and um, so that way, like they wouldn't play for the Dutch national team. Curacao wants to have its own national team, from what I've heard recently. But I mean, that's a whole that's a whole other story, from what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know too much about that, um, but yeah, they they making some moves. They make yeah. some- cool. Um, so after after college, um, obviously your goal was to play pro ball in the U.S. And I saw that you played in the California Winter League, um, correct? With Palm Springs. So how how was that? And uh, what was that experience like? And like, what what kind of offers did you get from there? Um. Well. Because I know that's like a really short season. It's really compact. And I mean, like, like you got to come out quick in order to get some offers. Because, I mean, scouts are watching and it's I, I've heard like the California Winter League can be quite, quite difficult to get picked up from. I mean, from oh, one yeah. of the top indie leagues. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, To be honest, speaking speaking from a from an international student perspective, mm-hmm. uh. You really gotta be on 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 your A game the whole time, you know. Like so, basically from the start to the end. If yeah. not, then um, I don't know how it is because of the states with the visa situations and all that. Because I've seen a lot of good players that are international, they didn't get picked up. Um, so you really gotta be on your A game. I don't really know because I, I I I started the season high, but you know, oh, you know how baseball is. Like it's you get it's a it's a baseball. You, yeah. you can never be consistent with everything. Yeah. You really got a cunha or something, you know. Yeah. So, um, for me, it was uh, it was a good experience. It was a good experience getting to meet uh different type of players and all that. But I really didn't get much out of it, just because nobody really came up to me and say, "Okay, uh, we you need to do this, you need to do that in order to get signed." So it was really you on you against the world type of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I see you only had about only played eight games, had fourteen ABs. It's kind of hard to showcase yourself there, um, right? That, that short amount of time, but um, I guess the California Winter League has been successful for a lot of guys too. But uh, it's definitely oh, yeah. it seems like a dogfight a little bit. But yeah, it is. It so is. Then, it is. So then, after that, uh, you became a BBJO member. Um, like, how did you first hear about baseball jobs overseas, and uh, what kind of drew you to playing, um, 
like outside of the US, possibly in Europe or Australia, New Zealand? And like what, what how did you first hear about baseball jobs overseas? Well, to be honest, I remember um, it was about two years ago. Mm -hmm. I was in college uh, during the fall season. And my coach, we had an exit meeting saying, um, you know, how the coaches call you for exit meeting. They say, yep. are you going to be on varsity or JV and all that? Mm -hmm. And they, I remember they telling me that um, my GPA requirement wasn't high enough. I was like mm -hmm. at a 2.4 something before 2.5. In order to play, oh, excuse me, my bad, my phone ringing. Okay, sorry. Oh yeah, so um, I ended up being ineligible for the season, and I was doing some research heavy because I'm trying to. I still wanted to get some working, you know. And I came across uh, you guys' page, and I was like, okay, uh, let me hit you up, and then see how the possibilities are for me to go play overseas. And meanwhile, my family went to Europe. I never went to Europe ever in my life. So I uh, reached out to you guys. I did my, my profile and, uh, yeah, there came a lot of offers in and I chose uh, Kufstein uh, Vikings. Yeah. yeah. I'm a little curious about that. I'm sure Jimmy has some probably similar questions, but I'm a little curious why you end up choosing Kufstein. No, no, no slight to Kufstein, but it is second division Austria. What other offers came in? I'm assuming with an EU passport and the numbers you put up in junior college, I'm assuming there was there was some interest. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. There was a lot of there, there was um there was some others. I, I I can't remember off the top of my head. There was um there was some good offers on the table. Um, but but I'm 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 like a a curious person. I like to explore, see something different. Mm -hmm. And I heard of Vikings, and I was like, I never heard of this. I didn't even know this exists. You know, <laughs> Vikings on sound it sound like something out of a movie or something. <laughs> I was like, let me look it up, and then I looked at, at, at the pictures. I was like, okay, let me let me go over here and see how baseball is over here. You know, because yeah, in college, they have an I was awesome like, field with that cliff up in the background too, like just the, like yeah. right in the Alps. It was one of the best best experiences of my life. Like, not even if the baseball was not on that level, it was still one of the greatest moments of my life that I could I could really cherish and and, and tell other people about for sure. That's so cool. I, I'm to hear you say that because you're so baseball career focused, right? Um, and and for you to arrive in Kushan and me not know, not having met you before, my my thoughts would be um, that you probably would arrive and go, "Oh, this is a step backwards than what I'm trying to do," you know. Right. Um, and the fact that you embraced the, the situation and it became a, a best experience of your life is a pretty cool, pretty cool thing to hear. I'd be curious to hear why it was the best experience of your life. What, what was it about living and playing in second division Austria in the Tyrolean Alps? Um, like what was it about that situation and that setup that you enjoyed so much? Um, well, truthfully, to be honest, just going over there and seeing that, the players really want to to make it to be successful in baseball, not even if they got the sources that we have in the States. Mm -hmm. And they worked really hard for that. That was like a really humbling experience for me because I was like, okay, I was at that point at some point in my life when I was a kid and they don't have that source. So me, me being able to go there and share my thoughts or like share what I know about baseball to them, 
and seeing them apply that to their game as well, that was that was just amazing. And then the way they they accepted me as well was really it was it was just an overall crazy experience. It was it was amazing, you know, That's like awesome. it was just it was very humbling. I got to I was like okay, I was just like them when I was a kid. Yeah, you know, but like let me let me I wanted to give back more. You know, everything that I knew, whenever I went to from Curacao to the States, everything that I knew, I wanted to share more every day. Every day I did some research, trying to help everybody with their swing, with their, you know, mechanics, all that. And it was like every day was a blessing. It was amazing. I loved every every single day of it over there. That's awesome. For sure. And it's a beautiful part of the world. I mean, you're living in the Alps, and I'm sure, like, geographically speaking, it's very different from Curacao. Like... You know, yeah. it's a landlocked country, like right in the middle of the Alps. You got these fresh lakes, like, and yeah. it's very different. I mean, Curacao, I'm sure, is also beautiful, even though I've never been there. But it's just like very vastly different landscapes. Oh and yeah, very cool opportunity and different lifestyle. And yeah, and looking at your numbers in Kufstein, it looks like you had a hell of a year. Like you hit 568, had a 660 on base percentage. Your slugging percentage was almost a thousand at nine seventy three. Yeah. Um, so I mean, like you went there and you put up some big, big numbers. Because I mean, obviously, like with your background, I, I think you definitely could have gotten an opportunity in a first division, like in a first division somewhere. Um, yeah. But the fact that you were able to go to a second division team uh, and really embrace that experience and help grow the game and use baseball as an opportunity to travel the world and see a, a new a new country and help grow the game that that speaks a lot to who you are as a person and your character yes sir i appreciate that yes sir and i also yeah. i know the kufstein guys right because they used to be in the first league in austria and i played against i played against Werner and and um bunk and some of these guys for for years cool. now they're old farts like me but <laughs> I know these guys like they're like they're as Tyrolean as it gets like they're small town uh you know village guys Austrian village guys you know so to see you go there from Curacao and and really enjoy um that group of people and that culture and just the way they are there and and to fit in and for them to welcome you in it must have been a pretty cool experience and um yeah I, I could see why you enjoyed your time there because they're they definitely have a nice little community there a baseball community in the middle of the alps in austria so yeah no doubt no doubt definitely definitely much love to mr werner and mr bernie yeah fuck to me so so good over there yeah, yeah. it was yeah, amazing I, i've heard nothing but good things about our players that have gone to kufstein everyone that uh that i've talked to that has played with kufstein has loved the experience loved the opportunity loved the guys and loved just like the community ar around the baseball team there yeah. yeah. So how did, I, I, let's move on to Japan. How did yeah. how did the Japan Winter League um come like how how did you discover it and, and then we'll let you take it from there. Like how how did you go about registering and then we'll we'll talk more about what that experience was like. Um. Okay. So uh, while I was at California Winter League, um, there was a Japanese player. He was a pitcher. I think his name is Hakuto. Hakuto, he was he was playing with the Bulls. Yeah, Hakuto Kanai. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so it was tough to communicate with him. Yeah, and my girl happened to be Japanese, so I, I used to call my girlfriend before games to tell to so she can talk to him, so she can translate what I'm saying to him. 
Yeah. And um, that told me that there's going to be a, a tryout in Okinawa, which is the Japanese Winter League. And then from there, he told me, okay, uh, it's, it starts in December. So if you want to go, go ahead. And then, you know, she lives right there. So I was like, all right, so let me take a flight and then let me go to the Winter League and then see what's going to happen. And, um, yeah, it, it happened to be a, a great experience for me as well. I did my best. Like, that was the best ball I ever played in my life. Mm. And I got MVP from the league. And then the very last day, um, uh, my manager over here that I'm playing with, Shibisu Blaze, he approached me and he was like, okay, do you want to play Pro Bowl in, in Japan? I was like, yeah, of course. That's what I came here for. Yeah. And uh, we have to sign a contract right there. And what league is that within? Like what what league? Sorry, I've, I didn't catch the club name. But what league are you currently playing in? It's the HBL Hokkaido Baseball League. Oh uh, yeah, nice. Yes, sir. Cool. Is the, is that an industrial league? It's an independent baseball league. Okay, cool. So it's the Coco Island League, um, the Ch- Baseball Challenge League. Where does this fit in in terms of independent professional baseball in Japan? Is it levels those leagues, a little below, a little above? Or... So it's the same as any ball in the States. It's uh, any ball for Japan. Yeah. yeah. Are you familiar yes, with the Shikoku Island League and the Baseball Challenge League in Japan? I'm not. <laughs> I have no okay, idea. no, it's fine then. I'm just trying to get a benchmark of – because I know that there's – there's levels of independent pro ball in the state. So I yeah. want to get an idea of, of the level of this. Jimmy, you probably have some input on that. No, well, I, I mean, I, like, sorry, the, the Shikoku Island League is like one of the like top indie leagues, like under the Nippon League. I know that's like where Manny Ramirez played, where he had that infamous contract where he got unlimited sushi, had like a Mercedes with a chauffeur and yeah, everything yeah. like that. So, I mean, yep. do you have any, like, perks in your contract where you get, like, unlimited sushi or, like, a Mercedes? Oh, I do got a chef downstairs that cooks for me, so that's good. That's awesome. <laughs> that, that's, that's but cool. But like, I, I know that, um, I think it's Shiba, Shiba, Lotte something. The yeah. uh, many team, they came to see me, and I remember my coach telling me, hey, you better do good. <laughs> and then I hopped off that bus. It was crazy cold. The rain was crazy. I'm from the islands. So I was never used to this type of weather. That was the worst ball I ever played in my life. So they ended up leaving. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. But I mean, hey, that that's one opportunity that led to another. And um, yeah, I'd be curious. Maybe afterwards, you can you can um, or I'll I'll listen back and and find the league. But yeah, just from from what I've known, like there's there's like company sponsored leagues, like a company league yeah. where those right. are the sponsors. And I think that's probably where you're playing. Um, so do my question would be then is do do you work on the side or do they pay you a salary? Because I know sometimes you like they, they provide you with accommodations and everything, kind of like Lisa right. was doing there or was doing there. And then but then you have a job on the side that they set you up with within that company that sponsors your team. So I'm not so do, are you getting paid or do you have to work? Yeah, no, I, I do not have to work. Um they give me a salary. And they give me living accommodations. So I have my own room. Uh, I have, a, like I said, I have a chef downstairs. I can eat whenever I want. Um, also got gym. Uh, yeah, so that's about it. I really don't have to do much, but ju- just to be a player and then participate with the team. That's yeah. awesome. That's really cool. So I want to yep. hear more about the Japan Winter League, actually, because we recently partnered with the Japan Winter League. And like Small World, your coach at the Japan Winter League was Hiro Sakanashi. Yeah, um, yeah. Hero. Who 
who's head coach of the Austrian national team, who I'm coaching with. Um, so we recently partnered with the Japan Winter League, and I want to hear more about your experience there, um, how how the league was, how it was all structured, because you guys all played in one stadium, correct? And the state every game was live streamed, uh, and they all had Rapsodo hitting, Rapsodo pitching, so that way, you know, like, there's live stats off every, like, hit of the bat, every pitch. You know, you got, like, ver- vertical break, horizontal break for the pitchers, how fast they're throwing. And it, it seems like a really cool concept to get guys picked up, which obviously it worked out perfectly for you. Yeah, so, yeah. How was your experience? How long were you there for? How many games did you play? What was your schedule like? If you could give us some insight into the daily life of your time in the Japan Winter League while you were there, that would be awesome to hear. Yeah, yeah, of course. So basically, um, the first day I got there, it was basically just about, uh, you know, you're doing the CCR dash. Mm-hmm. Um, you're doing some, some, you know, they got a different, a, a whole lot of different exercises that I was never used to. Um, some, some jumping jacks. So they, they time everything. So it was crazy to me. Um, mm-hmm. but it was mostly introduction the first day. And then you get selected on four different teams, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not one stadium. It's more than, it's more than one stadium. I think it's about three, four stadiums that uh, you play on. True. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they got a they got a half a season and then they got a full season. So you can select which one you want to play on. You want to participate on only the half, or you want to do the full the full season. Um, the thing that was cool about it was uh, that there was a lot of players from way bigger leagues that are actually pros and they come and play with you. Mm-hmm. And then the whole thing is like a selection. So like, there's players from every every team that are high level players and they're on different teams so it's a great competition and there's a bunch of fans over there it's always live stream um the training is crazy it's really good you you practice in a dome uh you got a whole the bunch of crazy drills that they make you do and it's actually pretty cool like you can actually take that in and then go practice it on your own outside when you leave japan winter league you know yeah so all inside is like um it was just amazing. It was it's really cool. I definitely recommend everybody that that really wants to go over there. Now that you guys partner with him, it will be a great opportunity for them guys to go over there and see different different side of the the baseball aspect and be a part of it if they can be a part of the Japanese uh, leagues for sure. Yeah, so I, I'd be curious to hear like um, you know what it costs. Obviously, that's the bottom line for everybody. It's like what does it cost me to go to the to this winter league, and then. The second question to that would be, if you didn't get signed, which you did, but let's say you didn't, would it have been worth the investment based on everything you just told me? Um, what it cost, I am not sure about the full cost from 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 uh, a, a foreigner to come in because I had my girlfriend. I stayed with my girlfriend instead of staying at a hotel. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that that money. Um, but would it be worth it? I think definitely it would be worth it because the Japanese, the Japanese over here, the the players over here, they would, they have a whole bunch of different skills that I have, I've never been a, been, I played ball for like all my life. I've never seen certain things that they do that it just amazed me, you know, like the bunch, the, the practices, the stretch mobilities, 
they stretch for like an hour and a half and I, I stretch for 15 minutes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But it's definitely worth it. It's definitely worth it. And then they also, the Japanese Winter League, they keep your contact safe. So if any player, if any team need a player, they're the first that's going to send send your contact to them. So they will definitely reach out to you. I think it's, a, it's definitely a great opportunity for players to go over there and yeah. then check and- I know that the Japan Winter League, their number one goal is just to get as many players signed as possible. And they're trying to kind of match guys up. And I know, like, from what I heard, this upcoming year, they want to have two separate leagues to where they have their, like, super high, like, competitive, highly competitive professional league with, you know, players that could potentially go to the NPB, uh, potentially CPBL. Um, and some of those like really high level um, Asian professional leagues. And then they also want to have uh, another league for maybe, you know, the industrial league or the I mean, which is also super competitive or, you know, the company leagues or some of the indie ball leagues. And I know there's a lot of different opportunities and they just kind of want to make it so that way as many players can get signed as possible because that's their number one goal, which is really cool. Uh, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, and for you, this is your first professional experience, really, other than maybe if you can call Kufstein a professional experience. I mean, you were you were paid to go to Kufstein, but um, but this is your first legit pro league experience, and you had so you had no professional experience before this. So you decided to take a chance and go to Japan, and then it worked out for you. So you're a, a good example of anyone listening that has no professional experience that you can go there, and if you really dive into it and embrace the whole differences and nuances within the game that the Japanese bring to the table. If you can embrace all that and dive in, you can, and you showcase well, then you can get picked up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, No doubt. No doubt. And of course, it's all glory to God. You know, it just happened. You know, you you gotta want it, you know, like it's how you really want it. You know, the work, the work is there. If you really got to put in the work, you got to put in the work. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. So now I want to hear a little bit more about your current setup, your current team. So what's the name of the team that you're with right now? Um, with the Samurai Blades. Samurai Blades. Nice. Yes. And so you, you've already played a couple games, is that right? And you've been yeah. there for two weeks? Yep, yep. I played uh, two days ago was my debut. I went four for five. Four for five. Nice. Good uh, debut. Did pretty well. Unfortunately, yesterday was a little bit hectic for me. It reminded me of Kufstein a little bit. It was raining and the cold and all that. <laughs> Didn't do that well, but uh, we'll pick it up back on Wednesday. That's awesome. So what's your weekly schedule like? How many games do you play a week usually? Uh, normally, it's about it's about three, four, three, four games a week. Okay. Yeah, we got a busy, we got a busy season. Yeah. How and many then you have... Have... Sorry. To interrupt. How many fans are you getting out? Um, I before I came here, the opening day, I believe it was about twenty five hundred. That's a good size. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. This is a pretty good amount. That'll pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No doubt. That's all. And uh, we have to say, so today's your day off. Is that right? You guys don't have yeah. practice. No games. No nothing. Nah, none. Thank God. It's my birthday today, too. I so. know, and I was just going to say, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Taking Big your 20. time out on your birthday to hop on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, 
How many games do you guys play this season, and how long does the season is the season gonna last? How long is your contract until? Um. Okay, I'm gonna count. Am I? Oh no, May, June, July, August, September. We're here till September. September is the season. The season ends. Okay. Yep. I, I'm still not familiar with with how it works with playoffs and all that. Yeah. So it might be a little longer. Yeah. Um. But like I said, they got me on a visa here, so I'm here till next year. You know, um, legally till next year. Yeah. So Very cool. I'm trying to pursue a bigger contract. Um, God willing, as well. Um, so whatever comes next, we'll see what what we're gonna happen from there. Of course, yeah. I mean, all you can really do is just keep working, keep doing your best. And I mean, you looks like you started off to a great start, four for five in your first game. And I yep. mean, gonna keep working hard. And yeah, I'm 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 excited to follow your season. Is there a way where we can? Do you guys have some live streams or uh, like a league website where we can follow? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll just send you the link for that too. It's all on YouTube. They got it, the HBL. They, they got their promotion. They, they got the whole staff over here every game. So um, it's on the it's on the same YouTube channel that I'll, I'll be sending you guys shortly. Very nice. That's great. Yeah, we'll put that in the in the show notes to go with this. So I think it's a good idea for us to follow back up with you towards the end of the season when you've actually been there quite a while and had the full experience. Mm-hmm. And then we can talk about your your experience there in this league as a part two to this interview. And yeah. Um, but do you have any um advice for anyone that is considering going to the Japan Winter League and um you know looking to do get signed in, in an industrial league or any independent league uh, such as you are, someone maybe with no pro experience? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I say, I say, don't be scared. Don't be scared about nothing. Just even if the flight may be long, even if your family is far away, my family is all the way in Curacao right now. So I had to wait till 1 p.m. for it could be 12 o'clock so they can tell me happy birthday today. <laughs> you know, don't be, scared, don't be scared about nothing. Just go and live your life. Go do. You never know what can come out out of the situation. You know, so just do your best. Um, keep focused. Just, just stay with, stay with your, your, stay on the same path for your goal. That's it. You never know what can come out of it. You know, it's the, it's a beauty out of, out of wherever you're from. If you're going through something, if you're struggling, just keep working hard, and you know, there's something, something nice can come out of it. That's that's my goal. That's my my message for them. Hey, thanks to you guys too. Without you guys, I would have been able to go to Kufstein and <laughs> you know, I would have been like a, a downhill from there because I was ineligible. You know, I had yeah. the opportunity from from you guys to go to Kufstein and that lifted me up a little more. Like I said, it humbled me too because I, I met these players and that was one of the best moments of my life over there. That's that awesome. makes me happy to hear that you enjoyed it so much. So, um, and I think. I think uh, you know what you're doing right now is only going to build your resume, and with that Dutch passport too, I can only imagine the the clubs that'll be after you from Europe in down there. I think there's you're going to have endless opportunities moving forward out of this out of this step that you've taken in Japan. Uh, yeah. Who knows? This could be a long career in Japan, and you know maybe we'll see you on some billboards in Japan when we go visit Japan next time. And so we'll be cheering for you from Austria here and. Uh, I appreciate you sitting sitting in with us today for the podcast and we'll we'll circle back with you in a few months and and see if we can get you on a part two of this no of course of course i appreciate you i appreciate you guys so much thank you for the time 
And uh, thank you guys so much again, once again. If any of you or someone you know are interested in learning about playing or coaching overseas, the best way to go about it is to go to baseballjobsoverseas.com and just fill out the feedback form. And then one of us, likely Jimmy, will follow up with honest and detailed feedback on what your chances are in taking your career overseas and in which countries. Uh, The next probably thing I would recommend would be to educate yourself about what overseas has to offer. And there's plenty on our blog. Just go to our website and then go to the blog. Uh, Our YouTube channel, Instagram account, any of those will give you a nice feel at least to what overseas has to offer. But the blog is where you could actually learn a lot about the leagues and listen to interviews like this. Once again, thanks for listening. And until next time, may the baseball gods be with you.